What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, September 25th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Playoff Zoe, a.k.a. Banned from Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) With me, as always, are my two guys, my co-host, Mr. Aldo Soto. Twitter's new bad boy, Matt Zawaski. I I think I am. I, I must be. And, uh... The good Reverend Kfids. Uh I'm a little concerned that um, I may am hanging out with the bad crowd now. Um, the band Twitter That's bad right. crowd. Mm-hmm. I've always told you are who you hang out with, and apparently that means uh, Aldo and I are some rebels. Well, wait a minute. How many times have you been kicked off Twitter, Aldo? Am I the only one now? Let's just say... Yes, you are the only one. Let's just say I'm on the old three strikes you're out deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But, there however, are... I do have to say, as much as everyone hates Marquee, and I mean, say whatever you want, they haven't said one single thing of me posting highlights this year. So shout out everyone at Marquee. Yeah, isn't there, there's an Aldo Soto burner account somewhere out there too. There is. I feel, like, I feel yeah. terrible. I feel like the I feel like the kid that's like, you guys are both shoplifted, and you're, you're like looking at me. I don't want to take the Snickers. <laughs> you like take the Snickers, and I'm like, no. And then I, you know, I pretend like I steal it, but then I like I pay on my way out. You know, I'm like here, here's like the two dollars for the fun dip, and I, and I roll out, and I'm like, look what I stole, guys! Look what I stole! <laughs> too little, That's too me. late, man. Yeah, we're, we're already on cigarettes now. Um, <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about. The White Sox and the Cubs both stink. Um, there's no sugarcoating that. Um, couldn't happen at a better time either. Mid-season forms, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, Game 50. They they flipped that switch. So Bad. we're going to talk about some of that. Uh, stinks. Ah, they stink. Um, they, it stinks. Get that reference. Um, we're going to talk about Luis Robert, who also stinks. Um, Cubs entire lineup stinks. Uh, White Sox line is not much better. Um, how much I hate walk-offs in the city of Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there is some good news, though. Uh, the White Sox did get a big boy bullpen today. Um, and we'll talk about playoffs. So with all that being said, uh, we got a lot to cover. The comments are already starting to come in, so we're going to address those as well. So, with all that being said, if you're if you've been watching White Sox or Cubs baseball lately, you definitely need this. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the Put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy. Every season, make it all change.
As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you're downloading the app, turning on push notifications, so you will be the first one notified if the White Sox or Cubs ever win a game again. Um, also, make sure you're signing up for FanDuel and DraftKings for all your sportsbook needs. Go to sportsmockery.com, sign up through that link, get a little hookup, and there's some sick boosts going on right now. Go Jacksonville in the over. And, uh, yeah. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. So let's dive in here. Whoa, the Sox math dude went crazy with the green screen budget. Um, let's start. Our man Jack right away. Is Cleveland pitching all that good or the offense just went into hibernation? And Aloha, Mr. Han answered that correctly with yes. Also, <laughs> his second answer is also correct. Yes, KFIDs, we've. There was shots earlier. Um, that's been Cleveland's biggest thing. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Cleveland was probably the one team that I said I did not want to face in the playoffs is because that rotation's sick. Bieber's sick. Uh, right now, as we're live recording this, which if you're listening to it the next day, you should be watching this live. It's a lot more fun because I'm extremely handsome. Um we're watching Plezak pitch against the White Sox right now. He's doing his thing, except for fucking Yomer Sanchez took him deep. <laughs> what a loser. Um, Isn't it nice to have a second baseman who can hit a home run? No, I'd rather have one that hits Instead 400. of just singles? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have one that hits 400. <laughs> um, nice try, though. That would I, that, I, I, that would baited I the hook on that one. Had, uh, someone who can hit the ball. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> He's hitting over 214? <laughs> But yeah, the uh, the Indians' rotation is very good, um, but the White Sox bats have fallen asleep. Like all of a sudden mentioned earlier, any other year besides damned twenty twenty, this is the mid season. You know what I mean? This is that sixty game. This would stride. be like mid season lull. It's like all yep. right, just gotta kick it back into gear, just get to the All Star break, survive, hit the reset button, and then you know come out strong in the second half. But nope. Right, or you got the all-star break coming up and, like, you know, whatever. And one thing that I appreciate the honesty, I've said that on the show a million times, I'd rather athletes just be honest. I always want athletes to just be honest. I hate textbook answers. Wow, and uh, Jose Abreu straight up was like, after we clinched, we just took our foot off the gas. After we clinched the playoff spot, we took our foot off the gas for a game or two, and we're not – jumping back to where we want to be. So basically they slacked off and they find it. It's getting really hard to get the bats going. And again, thanks for chiming in, Derek. Um, again, well, welcome. I appreciate the honesty, uh, not from Derek, but from Jose Abreu. And uh, it it kind of sucks. That <laughs> picture's broken. He's got a broken link for his picture too. Thank you so much, Derek. Um, sir, this is a, Derek. sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I said come be miserable with me, I didn't just say like fuck off sports. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but hopefully, you know. That's the first troll job, Jesus. <laughs> White Sox can, you know, get that mojo back a little bit, but they got some guys that are really, really struggling. And the most glaring one, uh, the one that obviously is bringing the most attention is the White Sox superstar rookie, Luis Robert. Um, it's bad. 
it's really bad right now. Uh, kid kind of looks deflated. He's really late on fastballs. Um, he's not seeing the ball well out of the pitcher's hand. You could just tell right away. Uh, a lot of bad strikeouts. At least on Wednesday, he made contact to get out. But it's he got a uh, he got the break everybody was hoping he would get on Thursday night. They started uh, Dyson in center field. Um, I think this is a big time right now when guys like Yasmani Grandal and Jose Abreu and even uh, Aloy Jimenez, who I think he's a little bit closer to, and Aloy knows what it's like to be a struggling rookie. I mean, before he got hurt last year, Aloy was in a similar slump, and then he got hurt, and then he came back and turned it on. But I think one of these guys, and I'm sure they are, I really am, but got to pull this kid aside and just be like, listen, this is the show, man. Like, normally this is when we'd be going. You can go eat all the Domino's pizza you want for a couple weeks while the All-Star or a week for the All-Star break, but they need to, someone needs to straighten him out. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but yeah. Minichino. Who? Is it Minichino? Minichino? Oh, the the White Sox batting coach, but Minichino? Is that how you say it? Could be. Um, Chino, exhale. But that's the thing. Like all these people are getting really upset, and like all everyone's concerned and everything. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys something. Might be a little shocking. He's not the first rookie to hit a wall 60 games into an MLB season. Won't be really? the last either. Yeah. Wait, a rookie struggled? <laughs> yeah. A rookie came out of the gate hot when there was no script on him and then struggled the second and third time these pitchers are seeing him. <gasps> I know. It's this very shocking. It's very shocking. Very, very oh, shocking news. Like real life. I mean – I'm a six-one chubby guy sitting here at my computer, and I can tell you if I faced Robert right now, I would just throw sliders low and away. Maybe throw one up in his face just to back him off, and then sliders low and away. It's not like it's like some super detailed scouting report with him. The one thing that does suck that I would like to see a drastic improvement, he's got to learn how to time jumps in center field. He that's just brutal, dude. And that's the thing so is, though, that is so weird because he he has all the speed. Despite the, the struggles, he's like the one of the best defensive center fielders. We just can't jump up. He can't time jumps can't at the jump, wall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <sighs> Mister Hand, the makeup table. I'm now I make I go out of my way to like showcase it. Um, Every episode, he's going to have some sort of some new sort of. Um, uh, pack or some sort of makeup gear back there. <laughs> really should try to hide like you know Chucky dolls and shit like that. But I don't know who's gonna do it. Maybe Adam Engel. Adam Engel knows how to rob home runs. He did that whole Superman thing where he robbed two in like three games last year. But Robert's got the speed. He's athletic as shit. So I don't it's it's literally just purely timing. Does he have so, like Jimmy Graham-itis? He that jumps and then lands before he's supposed to catch the ball? Is that kind of what he's doing right now where he's leaving his feet too early? He's just not timing it. Yeah, he's just not. T- he's leaving it too early. It's mm-hmm. he's always early. Um, my eyeliner and my blush, and I am definitely in autumn. Is over here, uh, George from Facebook. Woo, Facebook comments. Oh, that's my cousin. Right. 
Um, Sox are going to win tonight, then sweep the Cubs. It's going to be fine. I like your style, George. I mean, probably that, that kind of positivity. That kind of positivity is welcomed here any day of the week, George. <laughs> um, it could happen. Sox are currently tied one on one with the Indians. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Sox are throwing who C stunning and TBD. Okay. Um, oh, Lopez. Yeah. Right. Oh, I forgot sorry. Raylo's back. If you ask White Sox Twitter, <laughs> yeah, he is number three starter, though, in the playoffs. No, no, no. It's Dane Dunning. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could happen, George. I like it, George. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, that's about it on Robert. That's, I mean, to put a bow on it, we're sixty games into a six-year contract. It's going to be okay, guys. Kevin, well, I want to ask you, Kevin, like in terms of the swing, and I, this goes to the Cubs too, because like Robert, uh, Robert's having the same problem. He's just like mm-hmm. late on fastballs or just missing them. So, like, what is it in a swing where you, these guys are getting, it's not like they're getting overpowered. These aren't like, it's not like he's facing every fastball is 102 miles per hour or something. No, he's late on 94, 95. You're talking fractional seconds here, though. Like to us, you know, you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's not like you're throwing 100 miles. And I mean, Jesus, 92, 94 is still a split second decision that you got to make. And if you're already trying to overcompensate for not being able to hit soft away, soft away, soft away, the minute you start over adjusting in, they bring that 92 mile an hour fastball into your hands. Mm-hmm. A 92 mile an hour fastball after, you know, an 81 mile an hour curveball or change up down and out looks like it is coming at you like a 100 mile an hour fastball. It, it, it's just that you it, they call that moving your feet, changing your eye level. It's the same thing you do. You basically you throw a high fastball and then you go back with soft away. Or with you know with a, like if you got got an opposite you know an opposite handed hitter if you got a lefty in the box and you're a righty you throw a curveball at their feet like a ball that curves drops down below their feet and then you go upstairs move their feet change their eye level. It's a typical approach, but it's just it's it's the reason why it's worked over the course of the history of the game is it's to make that eye level adjustment to be able to adjust to a ball soft away and then still be able to see and recognize a fastball that's not going to break that's coming a little bit hotter. It just, it's, it's a split second decision. And it, it's, it, it, it's been tying up hitters for decades for, for a century now. It's, it's why it works, you know, and, and he's just suffering from it a little bit. Nobody has perfect hands. Um, he's got great hands, but he, you know, he's, he's over adjusting uh, in the end. He's just going to have to say, you know what? Screw you bring me all your off speed. And if you can learn to recognize and lay off what a strike and what isn't a strike, eventually he can at least make them force them to throw fastballs. If they want to throw curveball every single pitch, he'll see enough to eventually adapt to it. Thanks for the free, you know, for the free fish. Mm-hmm. But if he is sitting there and you know, if he could just, if he needs to, he needs to learn how to recognize off speed and know a strike off speed is going to be compared to not strike. And if he can find that fine line, which by the way, you have to include Angel Hernandez into this because we got some dog shit umpires going this yeah. year with strike zone. But if you can figure out that at least that that kind of like average mean zone where you're like, okay, I know this is not a strike, that'll help him first and foremost because he can lay off, lay off the bad stuff because he's been chasing some bad stuff too. Yes. Um, and I don't think he's like Javi where he chooses a swing pre pitch. I think he's really trying to see and recognize and make that adjustment, and that's why he's getting beat under the hands. Um, because he is making that he's, he's kind of leaning out a little bit. Maybe he's trying to wait a little bit split second longer to see if that ball breaks. And by the time he's any hesitation on even a 92 mile an hour fastball and your toast, it's, it's just not a possible. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rookie just trying to figure out where to go. And I honestly, I think if he just, honestly, if he let all the off speed go, he's probably got a 50, 50 chance of being better than he is now chasing stuff out of the zone and just forcing a guy to throw an off speed pitch on a perfect pitch down and out in the zone every time. Good luck. Try that. Cause you're going to hang something. And when you hang something, 
that's when he kills you. He's the, he seems to be the a master at hitting mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so he needs to just force people to hit more mistakes, you know, throw more mistakes. The more pitches you see, the more mistakes you're going to see. It's just the law of averages. And so maybe that's what he does. Yeah. And I mean, with one of our comments, uh, Willie said he was aggressive early on and it worked out. It definitely seems like he, I mean, Stone and uh, Ben used to like make a joke about it, how like, and Luis Roberts leading off the inning, don't go to the bathroom because he's going to swing at the first pitch. Like it was like a, a thing and like he did it all the time and it was working for him. And it seems like now it's more cerebral, cerebral with him where he's, like I gotta take the first pitch. I gotta watch. I gotta wait for this. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And it's it's kind of fucking with him. It looks like you know what I mean. Like he he's not going up there hacking again. And like and last he was also night, getting first pitch fastballs a lot last night. Bieber piped one ninety four miles an hour dead center to him first mm-hmm. pitch. Yep. And he stared at it. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. In the in the early though, he was before word got out about the off speed stuff. Before there was really like a sample size to even you know, credibility. He was seeing fastballs and I, the Cubs threw him fastballs. I was like, geez, what are you doing? Yeah, like, we were complaining about it in here. We're like, what the heck? How are I you throwing the record? I wasn't complaining. And you know, you know, he's uh, you know, it's it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. Hey, Maddie Mitch. What's up? And then so to answer Willie's other question, and that's actually a great segue. Um, because that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh let's you know, let's let's take a let's take a turn into positive town here with the White Sox news. Uh, here comes the Calvary for the bullpen. Uh, we got White Sox got dominating lefty Bummer back, so we all know what uh what Bummer's gonna do. We've seen it. I mean, hopefully he's okay and he comes back to where he was before he left. But that's a huge, no pun intended, lefty presence out of that bullpen. And then the interesting one though is Carlos Rodon. Now. Uh, to answer your exact question, do I think he makes a positive impact or am I hesitant with him? I'm always going to be hesitant with Carlos. <laughs> Does he have blood in his form? Is he going to be able to throw more than two innings? Like, I just don't know with the state of his injury proneness, like what's going on. I mean, do they make it official? Or are they using him out of the pen? Did they say that? Yes. Okay, great. Well, that actually makes me really happy. And I'm sorry, I've been off Twitter because I don't know if you heard it or not. I'm in fucking Twitter jail. <laughs> um, but naughty, naughty boy. Yes. Um, okay, so this is good because it's on tape now for multiple episodes of this podcast of me saying, I want Carl Sordan to become like our Andrew Miller. And if he's forced now to take a spot in the bullpen to be pitching here, Sox bullpen is sick now. It's absolutely stacked. You already have your Andrew Miller for this postseason anyway. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, we're going to get to that kid in a second. I have no idea what I did to be in Twitter, Joe. I have no idea. Um, The last thing you posted, I think, was something with uh, Mailman, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, I was just like, I switched hats. I switched from a tailor-made hat to a White Sox hat, and I got put in Twitter jail. Big, big mistake. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. But the White Sox DFA'd uh, She Shed, which, <laughs> bye. 
Um, she should. Yeah. Bye. You can refer to him now as Sox legend Steve Ciszek. Sox and Cubs legend Steve Ciszek. Chicago legend Steve Ciszek. Monsignor Steve Ciszek. But then the other one, they DFA'd, and this one is the one that kind of caused a little bit of a stir on the old Twitter machine from what I saw, was they also DFA'd Ross the Boss. Ross Detweiler, who I've never been a, I was not a huge Detweiler fan going into this season at all. Well documented, not because he didn't earn it. I mean, he was. I mean, I don't think anyone was. He was bad. Yeah, <laughs> nobody was. But Ross Detweiler pitched his nuts off this year. He went out and he dealt. I don't know what he fixed or what clicked or what anything. He was, he was basically Aaron Bummer when Aaron Bummer was out. Yeah, he and he was eating innings. He was getting outs. He was working around errors. He was pitching well. It did kind of look like he hit a wall the last couple of games. Like he looked like a little bit deflated, kind of like, okay. And it could be from overuse in the bullpen. Fucking Encarnacion. Um, it could have been a lot of things, but that was an interesting DFA, especially because they kept Ruiz. Oh, wait, let's get to that real quick. So how do you feel about Slack's uh, leaving that game for Jose Ruiz? Not Ricky's best performance, but he also didn't, in fact, he didn't anticipate Coleman having back spasms and getting taken out. What about the thought of he could have used literally anyone else besides Jose Ruiz? Literally anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of also, what we were talking about before we went live, though, it kind of makes me think that Ricky kind of thinks like us, like this regular season is pointless. I I don't think it's that. I think it's just like. I think they, I mean, the options were, I think, were like Steve Ciszek, which again, bad. Terrible. Um, I guess like, the options weren't that great. They weren't that great. And it was definitely a, uh, let's see what you got, kids. You know what I mean? Like, if he went in there and did what he was supposed to do, maybe that gets him ready for a playoff and whatever. Now, Reese is your last option in that bullpen now. You know what I mean? Like, that bullpen is stacked. You got Jimmy Biceps. You got Gio Gonzalez, Carlos Rodon, Aaron Bummer. You got fucking Garrett Crochet who throws 100 miles fuck you um, wherever the hell he wants. Imagine your front office and management having the courage and the trust in one of their young, new draft picks to bring them aboard for a postseason run because there's very little data on them and they're really good ball players. It's like almost, I don't know, the smart play. Shade. Burl Carey has been bad, but they should have done that with Brilliant Marquez like two weeks ago. Didn't one of them? Didn't they just put one of them on the taxi playoff? Yeah. Burl sitting there going, hey. And then they got Coleman, who's been a great closer this whole time. So that's a bullpen, man. You got lefties, you got righties, you got situational guys, you got. You're going to have Raylo in there. You're going to have. Who else? Uh, you might have like Cease in there, maybe if he's not the starter, or if done it, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now you look at it. You got Giolito's your one, Keiko's your two, Dunning's your three, and then once you get into the seven games, you got to hope that Cease, you know, can get. That's true. Score. I was thinking of a shorter series, but yeah, right. But then, in but even Raylo? in a fist fight, you can do Raylo. You can make him just like a fucking opener. Throw Raylo, Carlos Rodon, Crochet, and then fuck you, Coleman. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, you're you're set. You have options now, good options. 
which wasn't the case a little. The bullpen's been good all season, but this is a. You forget about? Uh, did you say Cody Hewer? Oh no, I Cody Hewer, Matt Foster. Yeah, like, you guys are. Shit. I said it. What, uh, I said it uh, today in the afternoon when they made the announcement. If Rodon is anything like close to just being healthy, like you, mm-hmm. all he just pitch him for like an inning. That's it. If Aaron Bummer's like back, you guys up and down the your pitching staff. You guys are set. I'm gonna say Rotation, it. I'm gonna say it. Middle relief. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. That's a World Series bullpen. Garrett Crochet, I told you what I tell you all last last week. Reminded me of 05. You have that your your combo of just guys coming out of nowhere and a couple mm-hmm. guys having career years. And in 05, they stumbled into the postseason. And they stumbled, and then Bobby Jenks comes out of nowhere, like near the like middle of the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who's I the think, new 45 for the Sox? I think Garrett Crochet is in a little bit better shape than Bobby. A little. <laughs> real little bit. Real little, little bit. bit. Real, little real bit. little bit. A little bit. But let's talk about Garrett Crochet because I need to change. My, after I watch him pitch, I have to literally go change my underwear. He's always kind of good. I'm going to go through so many pair of underwear with this kid on this team. <laughs> Dude, he comes in. He's got the weird, like, French roll socks at his ankles. I like that. I don't know why, but yeah. every time I see him and he has, I'm like, that looks cool. I don't know why, but it looks cool. It probably looks cool because he's throwing 110 miles an hour. <laughs> it also I mean, looks cool. It looks cool. Throwing gas. Yeah, when you're up there throwing 110 miles an hour, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, but holy shit, man. <laughs> this kid is just made of stone, too. He's getting thrown into big game situations. No emotion, not one beat of sweat, nothing. Just completely stone-faced, make sure his socks are cuffed, and then he goes out there and just dares people to hit it. Well, at this point, he's used to playing in front of larger crowds, at least during Major League Baseball, giving them right now, at least. That's true. So there's but even I mean, better. But these guys are kid, just dumb enough. They're just dumb enough, dude. They're just dumb enough, like, in the right way. They're not dumb, like, is it, like, stupid. It's like, no, they're no. dumb enough. They're ignorant enough, like, this pressure. They're just like, yeah. F you, I'm young, I'm cool, suck it. I'm going to go out there and deal. And they got that swagger that you cannot, cannot simulate. They believe it. They, they believe that they are untouchable right now. That's why I love these young guys getting brought up. That's why I thought, you know, I, I really did like the Burl Caraway thing, but but with him with with Crochet, he's just like he goes out there and he just carves. He's like, for, "F you, I'm better, I'm better." He's, dude, he's sick. He believes that's the key. He's, he's got a fighter like, pilot mentality, and it looks effort. Oh man, Homeboy was born in 1999. Damn it, that makes me feel old as fuck. <laughs> um, but he goes out there like doesn't like I said, not one beat of sweat. He's six six, 220 pounds. He's a big boy. Goes out there with his long leg kick. By the time in his stretch he's releasing the ball, he can like slap you in the face after he throws the pitch. He's right there. He's throwing 100, 102 like it's nothing. He looks like, you know, someone's just out there playing a leisurely game of catch. He doesn't have a herky jerky arm motion like Chris Sale. He's got a smooth delivery. And, but the thing that impressed me the most Wednesday night, 100, 102, 83 mile an hour slider. I was like, Huge drop. Who changed? Oof. Whoa. Like, that's a 20-mile-an-hour difference. Like, holy shit, dude. And then he threw a changeup at 90. That's Steve, unfair. Steve Stone's sitting there. I'm pretty sure Steve Stone was happy that he was in a booth by himself when that was happening. He was getting really excited, dude. And it changes. Like, depends. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he wears those extra socks. But um, <laughs> it was – dude, I am – 
I was if you have a draft pick cards on the table. I'll always admit it. I didn't know much about the kid. I was like, oh, we're going to go with a lot. Like, there was other players available. I just, uh, but now, whew, let's go. And I don't know, like next year. Okay. I need your guys' opinion on this. You don't put them back in the minors next year, right? Uh, depends. On need where they feel he's at. Um, and you think they're going to send him to, I mean, if, is there going to be a winter league this year? I can't remember if they said yeah or no, but no, you, he's, he still is young. Like he, he still needs to develop. Like you don't stop the development, but if you believe that he is one of your, I mean, are you worried about service time at this point? Like, is this going to no. be an issue thing? So if not, you know, is he good? Is he, does he show up better? And is he in spring training? Is he one of your best options? If he's one of your best options, keep him. If he's not, if he hasn't grown or matured, because this is really a small sample size. Yep. You know, you, you make their decision then, but that's such a hard decision to make for these younger guys because they here's something else is quick, a huge Kevin. developmental time. Real quick, also factor in the possibility of a Michael Kopech coming back next year. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm pretty sure the thought with Crochet is starter. Like he's going the Chris Sale route right now, where oh, yeah. he's starting out in the pen, gets some major league looks. They want to see what he looks like against MLB hitters, which right now he's getting an, an A for me, like easy A grade. But um, minor depends on how he looks. Mr. Hands with you, Kevin. Mailman Jack, does Frank Thomas only have one suit in Chicago? I think he only has one suit in the world that fits his big ass. Um, yes, but the DH. Will Kopech be bad or trade bait? So that's where I was kind of going, Mr. Hand. Get out of my head, dude. So if Garrett Crochet is out here doing what we all thought Michael Kopech was going to do, does that make Kopech a trade bait? Because we need a right fielder. Or is it just, why not both? Like, have two Kopechs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's better than one 100-mile-an-hour starter? Two 100-mile-an-hour starters. I don't know. They got some options. I mean, what would you do, Aldo, if you had that situation, though? If Michael Kopech 100% comes back next year and he's the pitcher that we saw in the first spring training this year, you know, hitting high 90s, early 100s, good stuff, good command. I mean, you have to – I think you're using that because it's not like after this year you're not going to have – you're going to have a couple more years of Keuchel. Then you have to pay Giolito in 24. Yep. A lot of people uh, think that the extension this offseason. I mean, you still have you still have a question mark at your five, unless mm-hmm. you go out and sign someone. Uh, so I think you read it. I, I think it would be too early to sell now because, like, the value still wouldn't be as high. The sure. value would only go higher. I mean, it could go lower if he's just like bad. But if he if if you see that the stuff's there, uh, and if you trust that he's going to be somewhat healthy, just to roll him out there and then evaluate like mid season. It's like all right. Maybe we need something. Maybe they, for whatever reason, they still don't have a right fielder. And it's like, all right, we need to like go get a right fielder now. And then maybe at that point. But I mean, at this point, uh, who are you going to trust has to be at the back end of your rotation? Reynaldo Lopez? Uh, Raylo's too much of a wild card for me. You don't know. Every time Raylo pitches, I do two things. One, I bet the over. And two, I pray. Because I have no (laughs) idea what the hell you're going to get with this guy. And... Lately, it's been good, and there's Raylo stands out there on White Sox Twitter. Shout out to Ben and Lauren Wilts and all them, but I just need consistency, and 
the more we talk about it, if you can have a rotation next year of Giolito, Anderson, Dunning, call it C slash Crochet, Kopech, that's pretty yeah, and I mean, uh, like uh, Mr. Hansen, it, it depends on like what you're going to get back, the value. Um, and again, I, at this point, he's coming off uh, I mean, he's coming off Tommy John and then uh, not pitching this year, so it's, it's going to be like two years that he's pitched. So you don't, I don't think the value is going to be as high as you'd imagine it being for a top pitching prospect, just because he hasn't pitched. So I don't really think there's a, a need to rush it right now. Yeah, I mean, it, unless 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 they go out and they just like sign like a they do like another Keuchel signing and it's like no, we're set. Yeah. It's like okay, then you can trade from strength, but. Yeah. This is a great discussion to be having just because there's so many hypotheticals and so many different – but it also – we're coming from a position where the White Sox actually have a little bit of leverage. They have a little bit of options, which yeah. wasn't the case even last year. They didn't have options and something like this. I mean, I got to think your one and 1A target this offseason is a right fielder. I'm sorry. No more Mazzara just ain't it, folks. Adam Ingle, and he's showing it lately, Adam Ingle's a great – Spot start off the bench guy. Yeah. Same with Yomar Sanchez. And that's extremely valuable too, by the way. Right, well, I'm not, you got to know your role. Not Fans got to know your role too. I'm not downplaying that at all. You need those guys, but they need an everyday right fielder. And, you know, some people, who's the Astro? George Springer? Mm-hmm. Some people think Springer's the guy. You know, Keiko might have some influence in that too. They're boys and shit. So, I can, I'm over all that whole trash can shit, whatever. I mean, I know some people give us shit and all this stuff. I basically fuck Jose Altuve and who's their third baseman? I can't think of his name. Bregman. Yeah, fuck him too. Well, by the way, not to interrupt, um, we talked about the Lubab uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Exactly what Dallas Keuchel just did to Delano DeShields. Yes. Um, he went soft away, soft away for strike two. Soft away for ball three. So it was, it was 0-2, soft away for ball three, soft away for ball four, all soft away. And then goes with an 80, his hardest pitch by far in the bat by like six, seven miles an hour. He goes with an 86, 87 mile an hour sinker up top, above, out of the zone, up under the hands. Boom, done. Yep. And that is that is what these young hitters have to deal with. Soft, 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 soft. And then even an 86 mile an hour sinker to him looked like, a 98 mile an hour fastball based on the four pitches he had to lean out and watch and watch and watch or swing and watch. That's what we're talking about. Sorry. I just had to interrupt that. No, 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 that's good. I love it when you break down stuff like that. And also breaking news, Dan Plezak is scared of Yomar Sanchez. Mm-hmm. So that he, he gave up a bomb to him earlier and then he just walked him nowhere near home. And also they just zoomed in on Plezak. He has a tattoo on the back of his neck of like the Nordic track guy, you know, the Michelangelo thing with the dude with the arms. <laughs> the like, Nordic track? <laughs> you mean yeah. Michelangelo? The, yeah, the I know, but that was the Nordic track logo for a while too. That's why I thought it. I said Michelangelo right after. I'm cultured as a motherfucker. Um, yeah, yeah, Dan Plezak. Dan Plezak. <laughs> Sorry. These guys got me drinking shots of moonshine before we recorded tonight. No, Zach. Uh, vinegar strokes. Zach Plezak. Zach. God damn it, guys. Stop. That's <laughs> You know he'll read anything you put on that prompter. <laughs> put a question mark in there, damn it. Or Zach? Yes. Please, Zach? Come on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Sox bullpen, I'm very excited about it. That's the type of bullpen that'll get you to a World Series. Um, as we, you know, we've seen, especially in recent years, if you don't have a good bullpen, mm. not gonna, not gonna, not gonna matter because you're not going very far. Um, obviously, the bats have to wake up, uh, and I guess that's a segue to. You didn't want to see the bunt, did you? I did see the bunt. I wasn't gonna bring it up. Don't ever bunt. Um, Javi says differently. Javi, that's the only way Javi can drive in a run right now. It's the only well, way the entire Cubs lineup can drive in a run. Yeah. So um, if you're a betting man, go to sportsmigrate.com and sign up for a DraftKings or FanDuel account. And also, maybe just pound unders the entire Cubs Sox series. At like, least the Cubs, because you guys get to face Lester and Quintana Saturday, Sunday. So. I know, but just the way both these teams are swinging the bats right now, it is brutal. I mean, Jose Abreu is still the one beacon of hope in this White Sox lineup. I mean, Tim Anderson's still batting 346. It's not like he, he's bad. Um, but, yeah, both these teams are, are hurting. Wait, Cubs are- before we get to the Cubs, though, I was going to ask you, though, do you care about this, like, slump and that they're in second place right now? No. Like, do you care if, if they don't win the division? I really want to win the division because – just to be division champs and cause fuck the twins. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to like lose sleep over it. Like, okay. So we're on a collision like, course with the Yankees right now. Right. Not great. Not great. Not a team I particularly want to see, but they do have a lot of lefties and they actually made a good point on the white Sox broadcast, which they always do. Cause in my money, they're the best broadcast team out there. Um, in the last, I think now 17 straight games, White Sox have faced righties, right-handed starting pitchers. Um, for a team that is historically good at crushing left-handed pitching, like they're like, weren't they like the best team ever against left-handed pitching? Um, that. I mean, that's, that's no excuse to go into a slump like this, but could definitely be a factor in it. Um, but against the Yankees, you would still face Cole and Tanaka, both righties. Right. Yes, and Cole is starting to be Cole again, which is scary. Uh, shout out to him for hitting a player prop bet for me for strikeouts. Um, <laughs> but the Yankees lineup's also just stacked. You know, they have a lineup similar to the White Sox where pretty much anyone in that lineup can go, yeah, yeah, at any time. At any time. And I think it'd be a great series. It'd be awesome. I hate Yankees fans. They are (laughs) some of the most obnoxious people in the world, Uh, especially some of those barstool guys, Hubs and Marty Mush and those guys. Like, whew. Uh, those guys just are terrible. Um, so it'd be interesting. Uh, but then what's the alternative? We win the division and we play Cleveland? Right. I mean, at least with the Yankees, it's going to be a lot of unknown. None of their guys have ever pitched against Luis Robert. I think the I think the worst-case scenario that could happen from this week, again, I think you guys are going to be fine against the Cubs because the Cubs can't score right now. Uh, but I think the worst-case scenario is that you guys drop to five or – you switch with the Indians, like if the Indians just keep winning. Right. Um, but I mean, in terms of like home field and. That really, does that matter? 
right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything else. Honestly, you have no idea. Like, if you take the fans out of the equation, there is no real home field advantage. What plays well to the White Sox strength? Do you have more real estate? Is that good or bad for the White Sox? If you have a, if a short porch, is that better for the White Sox? Like, you know, what plays best for their their actual individual skill? You could walk into a great situation as a road team. So what? You get to stay on the road? You get to live in a hotel for a little bit? Dude, if I didn't even bad. think about like, that that short porch. And you want short porch, right? Are these guys? No, Dude, no like, like 10 ops field I was just going to say, Aloy loves going oppo. Jose Abreu loves going oppo. Tim, Tim Anderson is going to have like three just line drive home runs. Right. So and then, 10 feet. Like I said, none of these. Dodger Stadium plays well for everybody that has that kind of like bat. Oh, yeah. Well, that's second round stuff. But no. That's the other thing, too. None of the Yankees pitchers have ever seen Luis Robert. There you go. I mean, I know it's 2020. You know, there's video. But <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, shit. Magical can hit a home run in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he can. Dude, if he does a Scotty Pesednik, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. He hits a single to center. <laughs> that leaves the yard. I'm going to lose my shit if he pulls a Scotty Pesednik. Out of nowhere in the playoffs, he just hits a bomb. Pulls a, pulls um, a, pulls a Nazi Smith. But- by the way, so if we if we if we would have done that uh, regular season bet, Nick Madrigal versus versus uh, Nico Horner home runs, you would have yeah. been winning because I would have given you like plus like five or something. True. They both had zero. Yeah. Just one guy's hitting four hundred, the other guy's hitting like two fifteen. <laughs> yeah, dude, Nick Madrigal is just solid, bro. Yeah, he's just fucking solid. And that error on Wednesday night, fuck off. It hit the. That was a tough play because, like, yeah. is it a hit? You, can't there, you have like, to play it back like that. It hit right where the dirt meets the grass and popped right into his chest. I mean, he, he probably I, could have attacked a little better, but that's yeah. what are you going to do? What are you he, do? Not, he knocked it down. It sucks that they counted that as an error, but. And now a word from our sponsors. With what? Three games left in the season now for the Cubs against mm-hmm. the White Sox. And St. Louis and Cincinnati both being three games back. Our boy Lil Yumper wants to know: Are the Cubs going to win the division? Yep, easy. I probably because uh, St. Louis has to play five games against the Brewers this weekend. Yep, starting, starting tonight. tonight. They have a doubleheader tomorrow, I think. If the so if the Reds lose one single game, it's over for them. The, the magic number between the Cubs and the Reds is one. So, by the way, though, I'm so sorry, but I mean, I'm rooting. It's actually for tied. Win. Oh no, Lindor! Oh, yeah. it's caught. Oh. Good. I'm rooting for the Twins this weekend. I'm sorry. So. But yeah, um, who are they playing? The Reds. Um, yeah, okay. we don't want to face them. Nobody wants to face them in the first round. They're 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 the best. They're the hottest team in the National League by far right like, now. I don't even think the Cubs can. Oh, I, uh, I think they can, but I think the safest bet is that they're going to either be the eight or the seven seed, unless they just like, sweep the Twins and the Cubs get swept. Then they can. The Reds play the Dodgers and just take care of the Dodgers. Please. That'd be great. I think that how things stand right now, the Cubs are the three, and they would face the Marlins, and then they're yeah. on the two versus seven side of the bracket. So that'd be great for the Cubs. But I don't I know. know. Braves. Braves just lost their their ace, didn't they today? That's right, Max Freed. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And, uh, and the Padres well, just did the Padres lose Clevenger? I'm pretty sure I saw some. Padres Clevenger. lost Clevenger, and Braves lost Freed. Freed was fielding a bunt. And hyperextended something. Clevenger, his arm just fell off or something. Uh, and Mr. Hand is right. Dude, don't just look past the Marlins. Absolutely not. Just make sure they oh, get I mean, I <laughs> You didn't have to tell me, Mr. Hand. I've been telling everyone for weeks. It doesn't matter who the Cubs play. They're probably going to get swept. See, okay. Now, stop. I said probably. Oops, yeah, I Mr. Pessimist over here. 
Yeah. Not really. That's all I say about that. The Cubs are gonna be fine. They're gonna go in the. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna quote unquote back their way into a World Series. A World Series appearance. They're gonna they're gonna ass backward their way into a World Series. That's a rough NL, dude. Hey, they're gonna back into it somehow, and people will not be sad. They'll, they'll be in the World Series, and people will still be bitching, going, "We're gonna lose the series because we only scored four runs, three shutouts in the NLCS." Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Playoffs are a different beast, man. It's a brand new start. Let them start. Let them see what they got. You know why? Because I keep saying it. Flip the switch. Flip the damn switch. It's a postseason. It's your your. You have a zero batting average. You haven't. And for people like Javi, I think Javi sucks in August. He sucks in September, and he's fantastic in the postseason. So guess what? We're probably going to get great Javi. Is what we're going to get. So we get great Javi. That's enough to carry this Cubs team. You get a great Javi for three weeks. Forget it. So take a take a look at this NL though. The eight teams that are looking to make the playoffs here. You got the Dodgers, absolute fucking freight train. The Reds coming in. I don't think there's a hotter team than the Reds right now. Nope, nope, nope. nobody's. You got the Braves, Freddie Freeman MVP stack lineup. Yes, they just lost Freed, Freed, Fried, whatever, uh, but still a decent rotation. But that lineup is arguably one of the best. Um, Giants suck. Uh, That's the Cubs, ultimate three weeks. Yeah, Cubs are. He's talking about six though, Sanchez, Willie. And he is a dirty ass pitcher. That's a rookie in uh, for the Miami Marlins. Uh, speaking of Marlins, out of nowhere rotation lineup is solid. This is one of those sneaky Marlins teams that no one talks about. That's pretty freaking good. And Sixto Sanchez has been a great rookie pitcher. Uh, Padre- Here's a question that I have, by the way, for bo- both of you guys in this with you saying that, Zoe, about everything about like the Marlins being. Do we really know? Do we really know based on the bubbles? Based on the regions, do we really know that the East, a team that wins blankety blank games in the East, is really commiserate with a team that might be 500 in the West? Or, in, you know, I, I think the Central is probably the weakest, I'll be honest, but I don't know. I know what you're saying. It's, I mean, it's hard to tell because it's ba- you're basically beating each other's ass over and over again, and you don't know how you fare again. You, we have no idea how the Cubs match up against the Marlins. The Cubs could be terrible, like, like, like tiny people, or they could be monsters. Like, you don't know what these guys can do against these out of division, out of region team so that's that's something to me that i'm kind of stuck on like what do you guys think do you think that like could you guys rate rate them what do you guys think what do you i mean i personally think it goes west east central but what do you what are you guys like what do you think for the nl for for both just in general like uh, all of them i think that the central bubble is the weakest of the three bubbles if you oh okay I, I see what you're saying so, like they've been beating up each other it's it's, 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 it's inter- squad game. you never really know yeah. It's like playing inter-squad games. You never really know who's I really think, good until you play like everybody. You know, I would think the, the West bubble is the toughest because you got teams like the A's, the Astros, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres. Uh, Rockies were pretty good. Um, and we're talking about like as a whole, like interleague play games included everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like I look at the Cubs and I look at the Cubs and the Cubs have actually, other than the White Sox, have pretty, pretty much handled the NL or the AL Central, right? And I'm going to say the the Central, though I would say is number two, just because the Twins are really good, the Sox are good, the Indians have one of the best rotations in baseball. KC and Detroit, yeah. I think uh, the I think the Central has the best pitching. Right, Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, like top to bottom. Good. I think there's other teams that have like better uh, pitching staffs, but overall, if you go team to team, 
because uh, I mean, you just mentioned in the Indians, they're just unbelievable. Uh, even the Sox, I mean, the Sox pitching staff all year has been pretty good. Twins are very good. Twins have been better than last year. Reds um, have a great staff. The Reds, yeah. The Brewers just they do it every fucking year with random guys. Out of their ass. Uh, and then the Cardinal, uh, the card. Uh, I don't know. I have no clue about the Cardinal. The Cardinals are weird because they're playing all these fucking seven inning double headers. I have no clue. That's a good but point. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and, and the thing is with double headers too, you can't say that oh they're tired and they're still winning. No man, sometimes you're just no. playing well that day. You happen to catch lightning in a bottle and you have 14 innings of a day that you're doing well and you happen to win both games. That's that's what I love about double headers too. It's who shows up. But that's what I was wondering. Like this is this is this is not a question that will be answered until we see our first inter regional game i guess you want to call it and you know whoever has to be that that kind of that donkey that has to wear that one that sucks too because we could find out that the central is the juggernaut and then everybody else is a bunch of pansies or vice versa and that's right a little exciting uh it's it's but it's that fun question to be answered it's a good little debate to see where, we, mean, where, where we're headed the dodgers had are sitting on a run differential of 122 right now but the AL, the nl east is or nl west has sucked for so long. Right. No, well, that's what I'm saying, though. You take that into consideration because the next highest in run differential, White Sox are at 69. Nice. 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 And the Padres are at 79, and the Braves are at 75. But, I mean, for the Dodgers to be sitting at 122, I don't care what division you're in. These are They're still playing against major leaguers. You know what I mean? Like, that's – Sure. The Dodgers are a juggernaut. I don't think we're yeah. gonna, but they're a juggernaut every year. Yeah. They're a juggernaut every year, and they end up doing what? Like, like you have nothing meaningful to play for now for the last week and a half of the season. Mm-hmm. High five to you guys. Great. Wait till you get the Reds. I, that's why I want them to get the Reds in the first round. They will be done if they face the Reds in the first round. I'm calling it right now. Reds in. Dodgers out. Dodgers fans cry again. I, I feel bad for 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 my man uh, Vince Scully, who by the way is an excellent Twitter follow. If you guys aren't following Vince Scully on Twitter, you're missing out. He gives a story a day for about two minutes in Vince Scully's voice. It's angelic. And like I said, I think, uh, I think what was today's, uh, I know that he told the Tommy Lasorda story yesterday. It was fantastic. Um, sorry, just randomly, but no, it's fine. It's one I mean, of the things, man. It's, I could see it though. Cause the reds are going to be coming into this, these playoffs. They're like a, you know, like a hungry pit bull, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's led by Trevor Bauer and, they're gonna sign they could be Black out Black. too. I think if they lose two or three this weekend, and like the Brewers win three or two, and the Giants win their series, I think the Reds are out. Mm-hmm. No, so which, so which one is our better scenario, really? Like, do we need the Reds out? Like, do we kind of want them out? Like, is this kind of like a thing where we're like, yes, thank God. Like for the Cubs, I, I mean, as long as they don't have to face anyone, uh, either the if they don't have to face the Brewers or the Reds, like, cool. Yeah, I'd be glad that I don't want the Cubs facing the Reds or the Brewers in the first round. They'd I'm be the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I'll take the Cardinals. Cardinals, Jack Flaherty and is the same. Here's their, my thing, too. pitching staff isn't as good as the Reds or the Brewers. I'm sick of watching Central teams. That's I want, I, I, One of the reasons why I, I'm not upset about a potential White Sox-Yankees game series, just a different fucking team. You don't want to face the Indians for three more? No. Three more at least? God, no. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. There's Moncada, baby. Let's go, Yo-Yo, with another triple, dude. All he's been doing is hitting triples lately. Is he back? I think his last three hits are triples. If he can be back, dude, whew, that's a huge boost. Nobody out. Guy on third, top of the seventh. Get one one. No excuse. If we can get Yo Amakata starting to look like he's more solid swings, so whatever was 
you know, literally bugging him, a bug, whatever. I mean, maybe he added another chain and that was it. The balance was off. <laughs> just put, put one chain in the back pocket just to weigh the backside, get a counterweight. By the way, in terms of standings, this would be a huge win for the Sox because they'd head into the weekend basically a game ahead oh. of the Twins because they mm -hmm. have that tiebreaker against the Twins. Correct. Correct. Yes. And, and that's why that was a crucial game against the Twins when that's they won that. That's right. That comeback win. He yes. feels that cleanly. Moncada's punched. Yep, but he did not, and I'm on a delay, so I don't know what you're talking about yet. Excellent base running by Moncada. That's what I'm going to say. Ball's hit hard. He almost knocks it down. Moncada reads the ball, rolling away, sees back pocket, breaks You guys are like both behind. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I'm behind. Okay, so you guys know, key to everything with base running is when you see the back pocket of a defender and you have to choose to break or not, you break. Uh oh, oh yeah. When you uh -oh. see the back pocket. He saw back pocket, he broke. Something Boom. happens, though. Yeah. Don't say it. I said something. I know. Not that again. Please don't be hurt. Right in the face? In the face. Oh, no, not in the face. Well, now <laughs> I, I can't even it's, talk. I'm trying to record a damn podcast here. It's ball one. I can't even it's talk right now. This is good. I got ball one. Ball two. Fly ball. Fly ball. Caught. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you guys really that far behind? Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry, Aldo. I'm still watching Arizona, replays. You guys have... You guys have Satellites in open space. Oh, wait, I'm in Nevada. God dang it. We have the same. No, no I switched yeah. to Jose Abreu's at bat. Like, That's where I'm at. Jose Abreu's. I'm at, I'm uh, at the first pitch to Jose Abreu. I'm oh, at 2 okay. and 1, Jose Abreu. What are you at? I'm at 1 0. What are you at, Aldo? I'm a 2 1, Abreu. Oh, we're caught up. I'm, please act just picked his nose. What do you got? Get oh. Crochet up. Hell yeah, dude. I am all aboard the Garrett Crochet bandwagon. Close this baby out now. The shot. Um, and to you guys, shop shop brothers, mailman Jack, aloha, Mr. Hand. We're gonna take a for this right here. I got a two-one count or three-one count, two and one, two to one score with a Rebreu. What's going on here? I'm gonna drink this. So Zoe, they're up now. Um, I think we're gonna finish this before the game ends. But if they lose this game somehow, are you gonna be demoralized? No. Again, oh. no. We talked about this earlier. Like I want the division. It'd be awesome to be like 2020 division champs. You know, I'll probably buy a shirt. It'll be cool. Um, just because it hasn't happened in so long. Um, and again, because fuck the twins. But well, what uh, if it's the Indians who win the division? Equally. I think the Indians play the Pirates this weekend. Wait, was the thing that you were talking about Moncada wincing and stretching in the dugout? Who, me? Yeah. No. He no, I was really Ricky. just saying, oh, he scored. I think you didn't see Ricky throw the uh, cooler out on the field yet? <laughs> Ricky threw a cooler on the field. Oh, no. Ricky's toweling off Moncana right now. <laughs> well, you're a town. Like, literally, he's, like, <laughs> fanning him oh, down. Yeah. He's overheated. He's just that hot. Or just, Ricky just farted, and he's like, my bad, bro. Which but everyone's laughing. Laugh. They're laughing it up. They're having a good time. Anyways. Triple. It was the triple. He's out of oxygen. He's got I mean, COVID. there's... There's not too many teams in the AL, though, that I really don't think the White Sox can beat in a series. You should feel confident, except for the Indians. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, right now, the Indians probably worry me the most. Mm -hmm. I'm well, not going to say It's only because it's a mental lock, and tonight's a monkey off your back again if you could split a series, right? Well, this would be one of four. Or is one, it one of four? four? 
Yeah. Okay. Minus one out of um, last one is more important. Like the Rays, Rays got a good rotation, but isn't it's lefty heavy? Um, so. Yankees are the Yankees. Blue Jays, I still think that'll be the most fun series. Uh, Tampa Bay is tough though. Tampa Bay is a good team this year. Um, can I? Can I interrupt? I'm, I'm I'm serious. I just I just saw it. And you're, maybe you're watching the game, so it'll pop up in a second. I feel like Moncada's struggling, man. That triple really, really kind of yeah, hit him. That he's, just he's, yeah, that look like it took, it, that did look like it took a lot out of him. We talked about it before about how like you know having COVID and stuff has an effect. I mean, that's a triple and then a score on a run, and he looks literally like he just ran a four mile like a mara- like a like a like a half marathon. He looks he looks sick. He looks like like he doesn't feel good. Yeah, dude, he's got like a thousand yard stare going on on the bench, and like, oops, right, shields. That's called the wall. Watch yourself. Uh, yeah, that was pretty brutal. But um, I mean, the Rays look good. The Rays, though, they they're sitting on a fifty two run differential. Their run scored is two seventy four, where the Sox, for example, are at two eighty five. Um, I mean, they they look pretty close, but yeah, I'm not really. Uh, Oakland doesn't really make me nervous. Astros really don't. Astros definitely don't make me nervous. <laughs> oh, what's the Lloyd doing here? Going oppo? Get off the wall. Whoopsie. Boink. Ooh. And then pick it back. He picked it right back up, though. Actually, good on the shields. <laughs> yeah, that was like a perfect. Right. He bounced and then just got rid of it. Like Eloy's, shady, Eloy's shady like hot right now. Like Eloy's just. Uh, Steve Stone brought it up, and I thought it was a really good point. What the shields is. Oof. Uh, Aloy early in his career showed everybody that he can hit bombs. Now Aloy is showing that he's a good hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday night, he got a fastball up and in from Bieber. That fucking double. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled his hands in, pulled his hands in, ripped it down the left field line. It was a beautiful piece of hitting. That like, really- that's why on Sunday when the Cubs play and Quintana gives up four runs, in five innings pitch and the Cubs win 12 to 11, people are going to say the Cubs won that trade. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. He's so yeah, good. They lost that trade because Kyle Schwarber sucks because that's who they were banking on to be good. Yeah. And he hasn't been. He gave I mean, away Eloy. Never well, give away Eloy. Yeah. If Eloy, uh, I mean, obviously it's the fielding, but that's even gotten kind of better. Yeah. He's just been trying, which is all he needs yeah. to be. Just don't yeah, get stuck. It. Right, but he's he's made he's made a couple qu- catches. Get off, Moby Dick! In the last uh, week or two, where you're like, okay, Eloy, like full speed sprinting catches, like it's good stuff. So Eloy's coming around. Oh, fucking Edwin's up. Um, not trying to shorten up either. No, not a single even thought about trying to shorten up and just punch a baseball to the right side on an off-speed pitch down and out. He tried to pull that thing right up front. Oopsie daisy. Yep. But, oh, uh, oh, look yeah. at the pine tar. Man, Abreu's got some pine tar. Yeah, or that's that Eloy. Is it Eloy or Abreu that has the pine tar? Abreu. The yellow. White Sox logo on Abreu's helmet's piss yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow five years, yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> yep. It's like BGO. BGO had the best helmet ever. That thing was like seven years of later. Like you could actually tell how old the helmet was based on like the layers of pine tar, like an old redwoods tree. It's just mm-hmm. uh it was his helmet. So after we're done tonight, you two can go and uh it's probably a mixture of both, Mr. Ham. Um 
You two can change your Twitter pictures back. Yeah. Because this thus concludes our White Sox Cubs uh, Twitter wager for the first series. New bet, 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 new bet. Let's do it. I have a better one for instead of the weekend. uh, Let's just do more playoff wins. No, no, no. We got to do the weekend too. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, let him, although give it, let him have this one. one Because, because. There is the potential for people to say that it's not really meaningful because both teams are in the playoffs. I'm going to go with this. We can do a profile pick change until the day of the first. When does the postseason start? Is it two days in? It's Wednesday, right? So there are at least 48 hours, right? Mm -hmm. We can do a 48-hour profile pick change. We still need to do a a chug or a shot after each game, depending on who wins or loses. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. I'll get a whole big case of uh, the, the old champagne of beers. I'll chug, chug. Um, but, I mean, what do we want to do with a series that literally do we want? Because both teams, we could probably see who's going into it first, but both teams are going to go into to, to tomorrow with what's their magic numbers for the division each? Socks got to, like, sweep. For the division? Three. Well, it depends what happens with the Cardinals tonight. So do we want to do, like, a special bet for the team that clinches their division first? and or clinches at all? Well, here's my tweak to what you just said. So for the profile pick change, if the Cubs win the series, I will change my profile picture, and then I can't change it back until the Cubs are out of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. So we just do that for us too? Yeah, and vice versa. Now, so we'll get the new – so I get a profile picture that's like normal for my – for like three days, and, and I'll get a normal one for at least three days. Mm-hmm. And, then and then Sunday night, we'll change it up. Uh, we'll sure we're gonna do the, the, make, the makeup table is off limits, Jack. And yeah, I'm good with the you know the whole chug of beer, whatever after the game. It's the weekend, anyways. Who cares? Girlfriend's um, out of town. She'll never know. But yeah, I think that's that's the way she should go. I think it's good. Uh, so profile pick until one. Like you better get your uh, Twitter unsuspended. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've emailed Twitter support like seven times. I don't know what else to do. Wow, this is all. This was all a con for that. Taylor so, made. Taylor made is owned by Adidas, which is owned. I don't know. I was just trying to like. I was trying the to do some like, uh, uh, Sylvia thing here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's do all this stuff to Twitter accounts while mine is shut down. Um, they said it happened a lot though to it. Like it wasn't, you weren't the only one. So that's right. A couple people it happened to, and you're damn right, Jack. It's the Taj Mahal of freaking makeup tables. Um, so should I rant? Do you want me to rant? Should I go on my rant? I think it's safe. Do it, Kevin. I'd like to rant. Let it out. It's very, it's very relevant right now. And I'm very upset. I need to to say it. it You got five minutes. You're ready to set the timer. I need to. I need to. I need the wah 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 sign to start, and then a yep. wah 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 sound to to finish. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me uh, get the. I'm gonna change my name first. Let me change my name. I'm ranting is my new display name. Hold on. I'll go DJ Horn. Okay. So when you give me the horn, I'm gonna start because I really do. I feel passionate, and I feel like I need to get it off my chest. <sighs> And I apologize up front for offending whoever I offend. Don't offend anybody. Well, no, 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 not the, not the, those people. Okay. 
So I'm going to get into the story. So my, my great, great grandfather, um, I'm a fifth generation Cub fan. And my great, great grandfather took my great grandfather to the Babe Ruth called baseball game. They got to live a life that was pleasurable, uh, a little more simple um, in Chicago during the 1900, early 1900s, all the way until like the, the early 1950s, um, where my grandpa then uh, also, um, my grandma actually gave birth to my father who was born in 1955. Now my grandpa, and my well, more my great grandpa and my great great grandpa got to enjoy great deal. Like two Cubs World Series, a bunch of Cubs postseason births. Um, my great grandpa got to see a few. Was it the Babe Ruth game? It's right back there. I got the scorecard from the Babe Ruth game where Babe Ruth called a shot, and then Joe DiMaggio hit a uh, not Joe DiMaggio, uh, Lou Gehrig hit a home run immediately following that. That's a, that's a family heirloom. So they got to experience that. Well, my dad was born in '55. I remember one of my fondest baseball memories being that in 1984, I was at first cafeteria here in Las Vegas. Actually, ironically, we were here. Um, and uh, my dad came in with hands raised, a, a smile that I've never seen on my dad's face again. You know why? Because my dad was born in 1955 and 1984 was the first time my dad got to experience a Cubs baseball team that made the postseason ever in his life. MVP. My dad was 28 years old, 28 years of living without a Cubs playoff birth. Okay. Now you White Sox fans, you guys have experienced this as well. It, it, it's a long time. Zoe, you were like a baby almost with no facial hair. The last time the White Sox were in the postseason, right? The other night watching what I saw from Cubs baseball um, on a night where the Cubs clinched a playoff birth, their fifth playoff birth in six years, um, their sixth playoff, seventh playoff birth in what, 13 years or whatever it is, uh, six or sixth playoff birth in, in, or no, I think it was seventh in, in 13, 14 years. I watched a bunch of Cub fans bitch and moan on Facebook, on, on Twitter, Facebook, every social media aspect, bitching, moaning, crying. And so I look at my life and I look at my dad who went till age 28. I was literally seven years old. I was born in 77. Cubs won their, you know, got to the postseason and lost in the first round or the NLCS in 84. I was seven. We got 89. I was 12. We got 98. I was a junior in college. I was like, whatever, 21 years old. And then I got 2003. In my lifetime, until I up until my 30th birthday, I had four Cubs postseason births in my life. My dad had, up until his 30th birthday, two. We have five Cubs postseason births in six freaking years. We have, what, six, seven in the last 13. And Cub fans are upset. And I'm going to say this right now. I am sick and tired of this spoiled bullshit I am sick and tired of the current. If you were born after 1989, you can suck it right now is how I feel. No offense to you guys. No offense to you, Aldo, either. But the fact of the matter is, the fact is that the Cubs are finally in the postseason. It used to be called the friendly confines. We used to boo effort, not failure. As Cub fans, it was the friendly confines at Wrigley. It was painted on top of the dugouts for a god dang reason. And that's because we always are optimistic. We always believe in tomorrow. We always believe next year might bring something better. And the fact that we are no longer able to accept and celebrate a postseason birth when we're dealing with five and six, whatever it is, seven and 13 or whatever, we're bitching and moaning the night that you should be celebrating. You should be excited. The Cubs are back in the postseason. A lot of teams, a lot of fans are going home. And we dealt with years, decades of our lives. My dad de went almost three decades without a single postseason birth. And the text messages I got from my dad were vastly different than the, the tweets that I saw on social media and the posts that I saw on Facebook. My dad was in tears the other night because the Cubs made the postseason again because he appreciates what we have. White Sox fans, you guys get this. Appreciate what the fuck you have right now. This might not come again. 
you don't have a guarantee next year. So if you want to bitch and moan about the Cubs backing into the postseason, shut the fuck up. Because guess what? They're in the postseason. They are dancing. There's an opportunity. And every true Cub fan that has been here through thick and thin, through the four fucking playoffs in 30 years, can tell you right now that when you say wait till next year, it's not wait till next year because you were in the postseason. It's wait till next year because you didn't even take the dance. You didn't even get a chance to even sip the punch at the dance. You were outside wishing you could be in there. And that's the problem that I have with the current fandom. Yes, right now. Yep, that's of course. And so, millennials, you want to act like you're not entitled? And people say that you're entitled, and you say, oh, I'm not entitled. You're fucking A. Shut up and And Aldo? I mean, that was amazing. That I'm was dying, dude. That was it was a very good rant. It was a very good rant. Appreciate the shit. Those, those Appreciate the horn, it. And guess what? You can always flip the switch on because there's always tomorrow. Yeah, like Nomar Mazzara, flip the switch, baby. He's been conning us this whole season. So he took offense to you, the Nomar Mazzara sucks. So I think the last two times that we recorded on Thursday, he's come up with a big hit. Yes. No, Kevin, that was well said, and I do agree with you. Not for that, do. Oh, and God, I do. I'm really down like the other side of my throat, too. <laughs> I do agree with you, though, Kevin, especially in a sport like baseball. We shouldn't even have baseball in 2020. We got to fucking we're, – we're, we're arguing about fucking shit we shouldn't even have. Next Enjoy season, it. never guaranteed, though. You know, if, if anything, Tomorrow. parody is very evident in the game of baseball. You know what I mean? Like a team like – the Rays or the Marlins could all of a sudden put it together and have a great year. Like we're seeing now. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I agree. You gotta I just, appreciate it. I have to, I just, I can't, I can't, I, again, my dad was crying the other night, man. My dad was crying. So you yeah. take, you take a dude that's in his sixties going, the Cubs made the postseason again. Like he wants to talk to his son about that. How many people are on Twitter bitching about because the Cubs aren't hitting. Guess what? They're in the playoffs. And yeah, there are a I lot mean, of people that would give their left nut to experience five postseason births in six years for any team. And I used to complain about the Braves fans back in the day because when the Cubs beat the Braves in 2003, fucking Fulton or whatever, wherever they were playing, it wasn't Fulton then, it was wherever they're playing, was half full in a playoff game. And I was like, you assholes, you guys are taking this for granted? The Cubs have the same concept right now. The Cubs are five and six. Five years, five and six, and they almost made it in the year, either that one year that they, they, they fell apart. And we're bitching about this. This is the golden era of Cubs baseball. It has never existed. This has never happened in Cubs history. And we're mad. You guys are all big mad. Step off and just enjoy this. This is a perfect moment for you to enjoy a ride. White yeah. Sox fans, I hope you enjoy this because you aren't guaranteed tomorrow, let alone next season. You might not wake up tomorrow. I might not wake up tomorrow. And that's the beauty of this is that we get a chance to see something that might be special. And baseball is poetry. And a story is going to be written, and someone's going to write it. Why can't the Cubs write it? Why can't the Walks, White well, Sox? You are severely abusing your, your rant time limit. I don't care. I know you're fired up. World Series. I know you're fired. That also sounds like from a Family Feud. That'd be great if it's a. Says. Wait, wait. Let me try this again. Ready? All they're ready. Survey says. Household items. Damn it. Um. Yeah. I mean. It is what it is, dude. I'm a big advocate of not 
trying to tell people how to be a fan, but I do agree that it's time to, you got to appreciate stuff like this. I feel like there is times where I'll go on White Sox Twitter and like, it's almost like people enjoy being negative or when things go bad. And and to me, that's kind of fucked up, but if that's how you want to be, man, that's your, there are definitely people like those fans who just, uh, it seems like the only thing that they love to do is being miserable about the right. And, like, and I've gone back, like, I've gone back like years to make the point of like, were you even happy when they won? Um, right. No, no, you're absolutely right. It's, but, it's, it's yeah, no. I, but I also think you can you can have two uh, different feelings at the same time. You can be happy that the Cubs are running postseason and also be like, this team isn't very good right now. So, uh, but no, you're right, Kevin, because there is uh, the negativity sometimes is way over the top. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I'll never understand that the people that like they'll like go silent. Like right now, Sox are playing a good game. You won't really hear too much from them. But as soon as games like the last three happen, mm-hmm. you're the only person you fucking see in your Twitter <laughs> feed. I mm-hmm. have to say, I I mean, I used to be the whole like, oh, why are you always being like an asshole uh, about complaining everything about the Cubs when they were like actually really good? Mm-hmm. Uh, like now, okay, okay, like obviously they're. If if you're gonna if you're gonna be bad about their offense, like I can't blame you. They have a bad offense, but uh, it is it is hilarious when uh, you see the whole if they go on a winning streak or a good run and there's nothing. Wait wait wait. Why is Eloy going into the? That's the... oh fuck. That's Eloy, the thing that Eloy just got wait till next year mentality. I, I used to I actually used to describe myself this way. Like I would say, how can I not? Because my, my dad my dad by the way guys, if you guys didn't know this, my dad is Kermit Frog meets Bill Gates. He's the most yeah. optimistic human oh, being in the world. And he looks like Bill Gates. So he's like a nerd hermit. And everything about my life has been optimism. And I've always explained it to like my friends. I'm like, how can I not be optimistic? I can see the best in everybody. You know why? I'm a Cub fan. I've always been, tomorrow could be another day. Next year's another day. That used to be the Cub mentality in the, in, in the last five, six years. And I can tell you this. And Yumper, you said it, buddy. The 2016 bandwagon is ugly. And, and, and actually, David Ross said it. Like, if you're angry and you're rooting against or you're mad and you're upset, about, you have an ugly soul. Um, and that's true. Like these are some really people that jumped on that don't understand. They don't understand the struggle. They don't understand. They don't, they don't appreciate what they have because they didn't know that there was like this barren, like womb of nothing for decades for the Cubs. And the White Sox fans know this too. Like when you get there, you gotta, you don't get appreciate it, man. You never know. So Aloy had a, sorry, Kev, but Aloy had a really bad slide into home on that double from Mazzara. And he should take the next three days off. He's taken out of the game. Take the next three days off. Uh, Adam Angle's in for him. Get rest. Get Angle from at bat. So when he's off the bench. It, hey, it's a three-run lead in the bottom of the seventh. You got the defensive replacement anyway. It's a safety. Right. Move. No, and I'm good with that. And to be honest with you, like the slide didn't look that bad. Like you don't, don't want to push though. Take the next three days off. Get ready for the postseason. You know, rest those legs. Get angles to at bats. Hey, you want everybody sharp for the postseason, even your role players. You want guys sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit a bridge. You, know you, you, you let him hit in the cage, and you don't oh. let him hit against Cubs pitching, especially because the Cubs are throwing two lefties in three games against a team that rakes against lefties. No, 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 no. So... Oh, no? To get this team, normally... You would say, like, all right, let these guys rest so they can be right for the playoffs. The way this team's been playing lately, 
they need to play to get right for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like they got to swing out of this funk and sorry, fellas. I'm not sitting. Oh, Carlos Rodon warming up in the bullpen. Bring it up. Hey, here's my question to you, Zo. What do you think? Is there a better series? Would you prefer the Cubs finishing their season against the Cubs or a divisional rival? What do you think gets their juices flowing the most? Is it, is an inner city divisional or inner city rivalry more of a way to get them or is it, would you rather like go beat, you know, play the twins or going after the Cubs and winning against the Cubs? Will that get everybody more pumped up or less pumped up? What's what's the, what would you, what would you prefer to finish the season on against with a good finish? I catch shit for this all the time and I'm probably still going to catch shit for it. And I, I really just don't care. I don't really buy into the uh, whole Cubs Sox rivalry. No, Aloy does. Uh, no, she should, and he should too. Like, even like either team is bad, or the Sox are bad, or the Cubs are bad, or both bad. I think they'd be more fired up. They're always dog fired. Fired up for this. I think they'd be more fired up if they won. If they swept the Twins versus sweeping the Cubs to go into the playoffs, they'd be more fired up. Oh yeah, okay. I agree with that. I'm, I'm and I'm good with that. I think that again, I told Mr. Han when we did our super shots with him and Mr. God uh, damn it. Mailman Jack. I know it's just base hit. You know, here comes the negatives. Remember, you said the negatives were going to pop out. They're going to be popping out like goddamn Muppets on your timeline. There <laughs> they come. But we did the shots tonight. The shots tonight were for tonight. Right. They for tomorrow. T- tomorrow. Um, but. Uh, up. Yeah, time run at the plate. Mm-hmm. No, you said earlier. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. You're in the playoffs. Yep. Oh, no, I know. I still want him to win. I don't know why they're warming up Carlos Rodon. Why don't you just let the crochet kid come in again? Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Penn Wheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar